1: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast, I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Graham Young as we react to a historic night in Rome for Celtic On the pod today, obviously Celtic are into the Europa League last 32 and we'll review just how they did it Graham, an incredible night for Celtic and indeed probably Scottish football as a whole on the continent Um, First ever win on Italian soil Mm -hmm. into the Europa League last 32 with two games to spare, how did they do it? Just
0: by being excellent, they were absolutely unbelievable, and I, I think it's so easy. Scottish football as well where we can give Celtic Rangers credit when it comes, but sometimes we really need to magnify how spectacular an achievement this was. It was for a Scottish team to go away, and this has been the hallmark of Neil Lennon's uh, return to Celtic, especially in the European stage. They're just a bold, adventurous team, and the start of that second half so often. The a game that it was one each, obviously, at the break, you'd expect Lazio to come on strong, but Celtic took the game away from Lazio. They were so adventurous. The guys like Ryan Christie, uh, Ilya Edward. There was only sometimes three or four players in the opposition half, but they were always able to take the ball in and those constant runs and chances. There was opportunities. Lazio had their moments as well, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, to win the game, but Celtic's boldness was rewarded uh, when champs uh, touch a class, a little pitching yeah. wedge for the edge of the green. Into the net, and obviously sent Celtics fans into raptures. It just, But that's the way it, uh, Scottish teams over the years have been able to get significant results in Europe, but a lot of times it's been backs to the wall, uh, very rigid, very organised, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when a Scottish team's able to get success and do it in a manner of playing f- a thrilling attacking football, it just makes it even more special.
1: Yeah, I think you touched on it there. I thought, you know, obviously, aside from the goal. <laughs> Uh, what sort of stood out is you know you mentioned that, that start to the second half. I think you sort of people maybe expected Lazio to come out. You know maybe been given a bit of a rocket at half time for the way they finished the half, and there was a kind of a clear change from Celtic. I thought at the start of the second half they were pressing a bit higher up the pitch, and I think for a lot of that second half, I know Lazio maybe came on a wee bit stronger at the end, but they were yeah. out of sorts, and uh-huh. you know it Celtic for them for a lot of the second half, I thought looked more likely. And as I said, I know Lazio kind of piled the, the pressure on at the end, to an extent. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, think I just can only agree with you. I think it was it was thoroughly deserved. And it's it must be a refreshing change for Celtic fans to now know that they can go away to these, mm-hmm. you know, European ties. Or, you know, the
0: fans at home, they don't need to watch it from behind the couch. Yeah. The way they did, you know, they took a couple uh, of heavy. It was a kind of identity, kind of Celtic, style of performance in Europe for a long time where even the really good teams so you'd watch maybe a Martin O'Neill team in the early thousands absolutely dominate a side and then play the reverse tie or a group stage fixture and look all at sea they were defended poorly the likes of Larson certain didn't have chances it carried on at the Gordon Striking era who was again was able to tap into that fantastic home record But again, couldn't quite manage to find the the solution away from home. Brendan Rodgers suffered a similar fate as well. But Neil Lennon, the second time around, even the first time as well, they got a great result. I spoke about that last night in my match report about um, a draw in Udinese. That was the end of the Europa League campaign. After they got in through the back door after Sion's um, irregularities, obviously fielding an ineligible player. And that gave Celtic a second life that season back in 2010-11. And that Udinese game was the last group game. And that night, Lennon these players so high up the pitch again, it was a very similar game, actually. That was a really good dude team, like Dean Italia and all these players. And there was a lot of that last night. It's not easy to go to Italy, but Italian football's not quite what it was in more ways than one. They're not as defensive, so there's always, there is always going to be space, there's going to be opportunities. And Celtic just maximised that to their best of their abilities last night. It was really a, a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Cause was there even a... I said,
1: Stephen Edward missed mm-hmm. that chance sort of late on into the second half. Yeah, that was, Cal- think-
0: that was the Callum McGregor and Munch and Do Did you think, though that,
1: that was the one, that's it, it's gone? Or did you think
0: that that's uh, your mate. Might- well, maybe I think Lennon's made everyone a believer in the sense, I think this team, there's, there's something about it. It's, it's, it's crazy how it's all come about as well, because the, the summer Celtic, uh, there appeared to be Rodgers had taken Celtic as far as they could go. Brendan Rodgers, the great Brendan Rodgers, and all he could do tactically and all his knowledge, I think he'd, Felt so were where they were able to go, but all of a sudden, a few really inspired summer signings and you went and back in a job that he's previously been in uh, with new ideas, fresh approach. It's just it just married perfectly, and there seems to be no stopping this team. So last night at one each, that Edward chance you would think, Oh, that's probably it, but there's maybe this feeling there was something better to come. I think, will the. Uh, the the actual fans and the horrific behaviour in Glasgow. I don't mean Celtic owed them one, but there was this feeling that a wild Celtic support were going to get the, a moment to savour. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the unsavoury scenes the night before as well. And by all accounts, Celtic supporters behaved impeccably when they were they were in. It's a fantastic city. Celtic enjoyed. I think the scenes at the end were phenomenal. And I think that moment was always there, even at one each. The Celtic team have got a different make up to one's previous. Uh, they've just got an extra. St- quality. Even I'm not saying if if Lacks would scored to make it two one the last ten minutes it'd have been tough to come back from. But there was just something there that Celtic if they just got one more chance they would be able to do it.
1: Yeah, and you've written about Lennon's European records uh on the website on Friday. And you know, so what is it about him that seems to have inspired this, you know, sort of new lease of life at that at that level? Because I think, you know, for a long time under Bread and Rogers there was they they took you know, a couple of sore ones off the big superpowers and the Champions League and Rodgers. He used to say things to the effect, you know, that, it's, that he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, coach the players into being able to live at, at that level, but they never but, quite but that was... got there. So, what is it that's different with? With Lennon's approach.
0: Far, far, far be it for me to tear down Brendan Rodgers' philosophy and what he's all about as a manager. But that never, when you used to say that statement after heavy defeats about this will stand the players in good stead, Moving, forward. It, doesn't, it's not, it, it didn't seem like a perfect fit or it didn't seem it would hold true because teams take heavy beatings, the make out of teams change, like players change, so there's no guarantees that in two years' time you'll suddenly be able to go away to the Bernabeu and keep the ball. And at the end of the day, Celtic... Neil Lennon for the second half of last season would come in after games. They were kind of caught in a halfway house where they were still trying to implement Brendan Rodgers' strategy and he's also trying to make it a bit more direct and people picked up on quite early that the the passing for the goalkeeper out to defenders, that was, that was becoming non-existent. But Lennon's always believed in quick, aggressive attacking football and it's working just perfectly right now and I think the Rodgers philosophy, the idea of um, playing... And going up against teams, even with like the second level European teams like Valencia, Zenit. So, that Valencia game as well, that was a real kind of, I think that was a watershed moment in the sense the way Celtic lined up that night, they, were, they weren't physical enough, they weren't Scottish enough, if that makes sense, the way they played. They were just like any kind of run of the mill Europa League side that were a bit passive and get, it, were able to get beat off a better team. I think Lenin, he, he sees the, it's a much bigger picture with Lenin. There's Dynamics of the way he set up, started the game 3 5 2 last night, Didn't, wasn't a spectacular success. Like, Southwick were under the course for the first 15 minutes. Unsure, exactly. I but I think Lennon's just, he's always been underrated as a coach. And I've spoken previously about this, but he's got a real eye for players who can play in multiple positions and it becomes a bit tactical but it's important like guys like Afe Ambrose, Charlie McGrew Ambrose gets slated now but he wasn't a bad player, he really wasn't and what Ambrose could do, he could slide to right back move into centre ha- half Charlie McGrew as a sweeper was a brilliant player could also play at left back, traditional centre half and you've seen that now with guys like El Hamid, Beaton there's players there, James Forrest playing as a win back. Johnny Hayes is everywhere. If you want him, wherever you want him to play, he'll play. That's the real marker in the winning team. Where I think Brendan Rodgers at times, there was times it did work. Of course, the Zen at home game, they were excellent. They cuffed a 5 0, the Man City for each. The first season, in particular, was a lot of high points. Munching Glad back away. But as the time had gone on, I think it became clear that Rodgers and Celtic are. The type of player that Celtic had, it was never going to be a perfect marriage in Europe where Lennon just understands the club better and how he might ma- He played in a Martin O'Neill team that was able to get some massive victories and Gordon Stratton as well, um, played under both. And now he's translated that as well into management, obviously his previous time. Wins over Barcelona, uh, big results in the past as well and and then again. And that's what makes it so special, he's the first manager. Um, Celtic played in 15 group stage. Uh, campaigns. They've got ten points on two occasions and Neil Wennon's been the manager for both. He's he's head and shoulders above um Brendan Rogers, he's definitely the straight and got the last sixteen in the Champions League twice, not to be sniffed that Martin O'Neill had great runs and taken the uh Celtic TAFA Cup final in Seville. But Neil Wennon is right up there um uh, with the very best Celtic managers of this generation when it comes into Europe and the stats back that up. Mm-hmm.
1: And as well I remember when you know, I, I hate to keep bringing it back to this, but when Rogers, some of Rogers' teams were taking a bit of a, as you put it, a coffin uh, from certain sides, there was mm-hmm. there was almost like a, an element, a kind of narrative sometimes that you know you need to be you need to play that backs to the wall, uh-huh. you know, almost spoiling foot, kind of football.
0: But yeah. this isn't that really, Will, is it? It's There's, not always. I, I felt like it's <laughs> more than a kind of you. Do you know what the closest it reminds me to is Jurgen Klopp, Borussia Dortmund that's what the Celtic team reminds me of that not, they're not fascinated with possession but they're so energetic and quick and they get forward um, and they just break, they're quite ex- very exciting to watch mm-hmm. so you guys had the origin, that original team you'd like got so, Royce coming through, and then you had like Lewandowski, and all these players—Kagawa, like, like they're all there for the same kind of style of players like El Yunusi, Christie, Edward Forrest—real uh, top talent. A lot of that team is about the fullbacks as well. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it. it's really exciting. So it's not about winning possession battles or even having more shots and target, but when you've got the chance to break quickly, you're able to maximise your chances of getting a shot off or making a chance. And the Celtic team are among the best in Europe at it. They're absolutely. Brilliant. If a ball, if the ball breaks down in midfield and they turn, they're able to turn the ball over. The chances of them getting a shot away or having a chance is really high. And that's the mark. it. that's how you win games, possession is important to a point of view. If you're playing a limited team, you're able to keep the ball off them. You're likely going to win or not lose the game. But at this level, it's a bit different. The stakes are higher. It doesn't. It's not about especially in a high-paced game but that's not about keeping the ball keeping the ball it's about when you have the ball what you're able to do with it and Celtic are just head and shoulders above a lot of teams in the final third right now mm-hmm. it's thrilling stuff to watch
1: and I think exactly I think you nailed it it's it's fun mm-hmm. I think especially in taking it back to the the Lazio game at Parkhead I think there was there maybe be other managers I think who during that first half against Lazio would have maybe I don't know what the phrase is perhaps reined it in a wee bit because they threatened to hit Celtic on the break, so many times I thought mm-hmm. in that game, Lazio, but Lenin he kind of stuck to it and it's you know, it's taking risks and it's a lot a of case.
0: trust comes with Foster as well. Foster's yeah. a big like he fancies Foster to make more saves than let, the amount of goals that he went in, and that's obviously it's high stakes, everything's high stakes about this team, everything's on the edge and try to make it happen. But that's how you don't win games like that in Lazio by playing it safe they are total risk takers and it's working I think Lennon at times probably I think he's learnt probably as a manager and pro- more as a player the amount of times that a really good Celtic team would go away in Europe and just lose meekly not put their best foot forward I think he's got his kind of life short attitude to the now you just we talked about like Craig Levine and all these funny quotes well this is like the actual on-field version and yeah, not regrets. giving a damn exactly no, it's I, a good laugh, exactly. that's <laughs> that's a good laugh. <laughs> honestly if you watch it you could not enjoy watching Celtic play football right now and that's all fans really care about trophies, trebles it's all it's all important but watching your team week and week and being able to go to watch them and any Celtic fan I speak to uh, is enjoying watching their team play yeah. and I think that's what football's about
1: and you know speaking of enjoyment the like kind of crowning moment of the performance was obviously Olivier <laughs> and Cham's goal it's it's one of those ones I think it'll be looked back on for, you know no matter what happens from here on, how far they get into the tournament, it'll be one of those ones that's looked back on by fans, just the timing of it, the the sheer almost... And I mean this in a good way, it was the arrogance of the finish, yeah. 95th minute. Mm-hmm. You know, this Lazio goalkeeper up and coming, very highly rated, yeah.
0: and he's sat him down, uh, <laughs> cool as you like. It's just the perfect... Moment, I think goals at like that, like obviously can be any kind of finish, and the fans were in rapture. But it just did everything about it. Like his fu- his touch as well. He, he he did take himself slightly. Wasn't slightly quite wide. It yeah, wasn't quite Tommy Johnston against Myrna all those years ago. You know, ended up out for a pie before putting it in the net. But this was he was drifting out wide, and that helped him. It probably made his mind up to to put it over the keeper. And by all account, like the the stadium obviously erupted. Uh, Craig Swan, his match report, it was brilliant the way he spoke about. You know, he'd never been able. to, He's like crescendo noise, this absolute Celtic supporters following their team in Europe to see one of the real signature victories. Uh-huh. Just the, the photos, the pictures, the, the videos. The, the camera
1: cuts to on BT Sport. Cuts to Lennon and he's in a huddle. His team and they're all bouncing up and down. It's like the end of a function when <laughs> Loch Lomond blaring over the. Do you know what I mean? Bouncing yeah. up and down. so It was just. I mean, it's a. It was a great night for obviously the fans. Um, the team, uh, but aside, you know, uh, you know Forster, uh, you know, taking a lot of projects But I think
0: uh, the, I think players come out with a lot of credit is is Johnny Hayes. He's fantastic. Uh, you can't know, and Johnny Hayes for a long time, um, it's been he's been waiting for his Celtic moment. Brendan Rodgers brought him in the summer of two thousand and seventeen. Didn't quite happen, made the leg break up at Dens Park on Boxing Day. Had to really wait for his, wait for his big Celtic chance, really. Uh, but this is, this is his role now. Uh, squad player, I know we sometimes joke as well, he's, he's there for morale as much as anything else because he's close friends with Scott Brown and I think he's a great figure about training, but honestly, last night, there was a bit in the first half, the last five minutes, just after it was one each, and he's honestly, like he's Energizer their bunny like just racing between players and eventually uh, Milinkovic savage they knocks it out for a throw in they turn the ball over and that was just Celtic honest every player in the park was just full of it but he's yeah. coming in filling in Bollongoli who's improved um, in recent weeks but he's just he's got this uh understanding that like of a homegrown player he knows exactly what it's all about the role he had to play was times of course last night uh-huh. he, he was players like Luis little better. they were able to get the better of him get half yard on him but that's always going to happen but he's never exactly he stuck different. to his, exactly stuck trade, to his task he was a uh, he was he was he was fantastic and i think lennon in the pre-match was speaking a lot about um this? why he was in the team maybe ahead of Greg Taylor and this wasn't a Callum McGregor at left back job and Celtic are a much improved team, I think Lennon's always got that tactical tweak in him uh, he's always been keen to kind of uh, adjust his tactics to for the game and it normally works as well so there's there's no criticising that but his last night, his performance was good but it was his endeavour the desire, all the players on the pitch, Christy Edward, is, Edward gets this some sometimes like quite a languid striker that just waits for these opportunities, but he was phenomenal. He as showed well. another side, oh, he's, he that keeps maybe. on. But that, he sh- I think last season against Leipzig, he showed this physicality. His game was able to do a bit of the stuff that and Dembele specialised in, and now he's just ploughing lone furrow up front, chasing balls down. He's the all round striker. I know the goals. Um, have n't been there in the games against Lazio, but everything else has. And this, mm-hmm. this last night, was a perfectly weighted pass. Yeah, uh, it was top notch. Yeah, and it's one of those ones
1: where you're not really doubting that the goals will return. It's, it doesn't feel like one of those, does it? It doesn't feel like it, a, absolutely not. Uh, you know that he's on a, you know, a, any sort of drought. Um, you know, just kind of touching on the, you know, the bigger picture. You know, Celtic of, you know, it's the I think it's the first Scottish team to to qualify for the knockout stages of a European competition with these two games to spare um, I might be wrong about that and I'm sure somebody will hammer me on Twitter if I am No, uh, but no you're <laughs> right um, So in terms of you know Europa League, if you look across the board in this
0: competition, how, how far do you think yeah. they can go? Well, I think the one thing that will be in Celtic's advantage, if they can win the group and it is favourable for them Kludge go to Lazio, Lazio have to have to win that game for the reason um that that it's still alive. A victory over Cloj takes it to the last round of fixtures. But Cloj are no monks but you would favour Lazio really in last chance alone. Celtic so play Ren, who um, if they hadn't already, didn't look like they'd been trying a leg when they were still able to qualify. I don't think they'll be <laughs> busting a gut now they're already out. No. So that game, you would even Celtic qualified. Uh, you'd imagine they're heavy, heavy favourites to win that game, home. So that would take them three points ahead of Kild. And Kild would need to beat them three 0 in the last game. So winning the group looks very likely, and that opens up, takes away the kind of Champions League dropouts. The teams that uh, win the group as well. So you're looking at teams that are in second and. Europa League it's a big 248 teams there is a few teams who will qualify who are never going to make it um, all the way uh, mm-hmm. and so th- there's there's definitely sides that maybe sneak in as a second team across the group and you've got to favour Celtic against any side really of that sides that are maybe um, not top operators but even if Celtic did land a Manchester United or an Arsenal or a Champions League dropout Celtic are playing at such a level right now that you wouldn't bet against them mm-hmm. I think Maybe there's even an argument that Celtic might be better suited to playing a slightly bigger name than maybe a lesser light who's managed to qualify. There's a couple of notes last from Austria who been able to score goals for fun Um There's Wilsberg, who's not the Wilsberg we know who play in Austria as well. Mm -hmm. There's teams there that are danger teams, but don't bring the the name value. Prestige. Yeah, yeah, they like the prestige. Of course, uh, maybe Celtic Celtic knockout football. All they've ever known in knockout football is Valencia, Zenit, Barcelona, Milan. Occasions. Yeah, occasions. They mean something. So suddenly playing a team in your... Celtic, are oh, the best team out of the group stage. they one of the favourites to win. You know, in people, you know, in yeah, Europe, people start a, gunning for you. Exactly, of course. They? Maybe Celtic, so being the underdog, and that maybe that's how these performances happen in the first place as well. All in, all committed. You Knowing they're making history, so yeah. that will be interesting to watch. I think just the the. I I don't know if it's because, as you know, as a nation
1: and the and the Champions League, uh, we are very much on Scotland. We're very much on the outside uh, looking uh, in now. But the, do you know I think that this Europa League, and I don't know if it's just because Celtic and Rangers are picking up yeah. big results, but it's almost getting more of an old school European feel to it. Hundred percent. you know? I think the the group stages are certainly the the groups that Celtic and Rangers are in, a bit of evolving a bit of insight, excitement, drama. Yeah, it's a bit of
0: nostalgia as well. Like, whereas, you know, especially when you look at Rangers flying and port these are like big big names know, from European football. And I know the Champions League. It's something oh, it's too good. The ultimate aim for Celtic and Rangers, if they were, to win the league would be to qualify for the Champions League. Of course, the money involved, it's so great. Uh, it means so much, but it's a competition. Celtic, in the last couple of years, some of their best recent memories in Europe, but the Champions League became almost, a kind of uncomfortable viewing. But again, that was, again, extolling the virtues of Neil Lennon. Mm. Maybe Neil Lennon would be able to produce something extra special if Celtic were back in the Champions League. So but there is something really enjoyable I think for fans right now watching the Europa League. It's a good tournament and I think the way football's going over the last ten, fifteen years, I know when Jose Mourinho was at his pomp, a lot of managers were fascinated with your low blocks and tactical stuff. But right now teams are pretty adventurous. Yeah. And I don't think there's a vast array of top-class defenders, so what you're getting is these really good, watchable games, Yeah, week on week, and the Europa is the perfect place for that, right yeah, now. You, I mean, you mentioned that earlier on, even the, these Italian sides too,
1: <laughs> in the past, were maybe labelled as conservative,
0: a bit defensive, but, yes, you but know, Lazio are pretty exactly. shambolic at the back, exactly, and know. I think that's a trend, you know what I mean, like, I know you still get guys at Chiellini, at Juventus, and all these top operators, uh, but at the same time, uh, no, the football's changing, and Celtic are taking advantage of that because their style of football is tailor-made to rip teams that are open or a little bit of suspect at the back. Because their front four, Ilunusi, Forrest, Edward, and Christie, mm-hmm. they can they could cause any team problems, and I mean that. Like, yeah, as they caught Real Madrid and they would punish them. That's the level. Like Celtic get players that can create chances against good teams time and time again. Uh, so it's very impressive. It's it's good to watch. So we touched on. The Champions League there so just
1: on that you know, the, a lot of the kind of uh, people crunching the numbers on s- social media uh, this morning to do with a coefficient because we always kind of come back to that after these big results so you know basically we are as a nation pushing to get to 15th place in these UEFA rankings and it's very very achievable um with still a few group games to go the potential well at least in Celtic's case certainly more to come uh, Rangers pushing to get into the last thirty-two as well. Uh, we're, we're, you know, very, very close behind Cyprus, who are in that fifteen spot at the moment. And basically, what it would mean is we get as a nation an extra team into Europe, um, a second team in the Champions League, and almost across the board a sort of later start in terms of, you know, qualifying. So things are they're starting to after a few sort of years of yeah. really, you know, nothing much to shout about yeah. in Europe, but it's
0: starting to look a bit more positive, isn't it? Yeah, and people are saying it's the greatest year since 2007, 2008, that was the year. Rangers reached, you know, the UEFA Cup final, Celtic got it the last 16, but the added value of that season as well was Aberdeen reached the last thirty-two the UEFA Cup. Mm-hmm. but Ultimately, they, they were defeated by Bayern Munich after a good result at Petaudry, but that's what Scottish football needs now. It's great that Rangers are, um, I would stand the Celtic podcast, but <laughs> I'll rephrase not. <laughs> obviously, it's a positive, and let's not, deep down, Celtic fans, they love the trades, they love the thrill of Celtic and Rangers going at it. Every supporter mm-hmm. must love that. That's what football's all about. Would they want, though, Rangers
1: having a chance at the Champions League money, if that became a possibility?
0: Well, that's, well, football fans by it's nature are sickle, yeah, if, yeah, yeah if, of course, but it's a- Yeah, but exactly, you know, there's probably there's a glass ceiling in Scottish football. Celtic can only go so far. Eventually, Rangers will retool, reorganise. But Celtic have managed to do that as well, despite winning all these trophies. They feel like a fresh team. They don't feel like the team that's being chased. Uh, But what Scottish football really needs is either hips or hearts uh, to make the right appointment. Uh, find a really savvy manager who can get them competing. And Aberdeen, Derek McInnes, I've always thought it's a, a bit underrated as a manager. He's getting to that point where maybe, um, I think this training ground will be a, a fresh freshness to Aberdeen as well. So Aberdeen have been knocking on the door, winning a couple of qualifying games each year. That needs to improve. Aberdeen finally need to make a group stage. or hearts and hibs as well, and it's very good. that The way the standings right now are very, very positive, but you can always... Go an extra step as well, but Celtic Rangers won't always have it as good as they've had it this season. Mm-hmm. So they must have help for elsewhere, and then Scottish football is really looking in a a really strong position. Certainly, um,
1: just as well to touch on the we briefly looked at it earlier on, but just the Celtic fans over in Rome, you know, there was obviously a lot of concern over mm-hmm. um these Lazio ultras, um, and there might have had. I mean, we must say there has been incidents. I think there was three. Supporters, unfortunately, um, were attacked. Certainly, at the time of us recording it, but certainly it seems to, on the whole, seems to have been a good, a good atmosphere. Uh, Celtic yeah. fans, you know, are quitting themselves well exactly. abroad. Um, Rod Stewart in the thick of it as
0: pair. Exactly, hotline zone. Rod Stewart phoning <laughs> in, telling us about his uh, He's Roman Exactly. No, it's uh, no. I think that's as well. And I th- Rome as well. It's Celtic for all the globe trekking and. All the different continental cities have stopped off at over the last twenty years. Um, well, actually, Rome as a city is one that obviously hadn't uh, been ticked off. So for a lot of fans, it was a big trip, and an iconic stadium, and but the noise created as well—you could hear it. It felt a very special, special atmosphere uh, mm-hmm. throughout the game, and I think uh, that helped Celtic as well. There was that extra roar as well. Normally, you would have a packed home support, but obviously with the 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 ban for uh, the racism and fascism uh, charges for Lazio. It was a case of Celtic had that almost like extra home advantage and they really made it count. Mm-hmm. And you could see the scenes at the end are just incredible. Obviously, the players and the fans all together. The manager, saluting... But the final was—you could tell how important it was to them. And yeah, these are the stuff. Imagine if you're like if you're a football fan and a trip like that—it's a story, is a lifetime. Yeah, out, out with the game. I'm sure, they've got plenty of great stories as well. But inside to watch a game like that in person—something truly special. Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a—you know—you mentioned the, the celebrations. There was a great picture uh, going around online, and I think the original one is Neil Lennon, Bobo Baldi mm-hmm. and Henrik Larsson. And then there's one from last night. Where it's you know, you've got a similar strip, you know, the green, the dark green, yeah, and sort yeah. of yellowy strip, and then the one from last night is Scott Brown, uh, Olivia and Cham is in amongst it, and there's Callum McGregor, and it's almost a mirror image of this, yeah, uh, picture from oh, how, how long are we talking, you know, you know almost 15, 16 years ago now, going back yeah. maybe even longer. Uh-huh. Um, so you think this is a trip that the fans will still be talking about sixteen to twenty years. Hundred percent,
0: exactly. Oh, that's a great way of putting it, William. Uh, and these these trips are just they fold memories and bonds and that's what it's more than just the game itself. It's everything that comes with it. But that I think's a special result. Celtic have had moments, um some pretty special moments over the years in Europe. But a lot has been at Celtic Park, to go on the roads and be able to win uh, in the manner they did I think it's something pretty special. When I th- supporters uh, will be able to cherish these memories for a long time Uh, so we'll leave it there
1: uh, for this week, Um, thanks to Graham for joining me, but as always we'll be back next week to discuss all the latest from Parkhead, remember to subscribe to get the podcast on Acast and iTunes as soon as it's available and you can also rate us on there as well thanks for listening